Well, hey there. Today is such a good episode. It's probably my all-time favorite episode yet. One, I'm absolutely in love with the guest. If you don't know her yet, get ready. Grab a beverage. Sit back, relax. Maybe you're at work. Avoiding work. That's cool, too. Whatever the situation may be, you're going to enjoy this because... Hannah Jewel Everhart is such an incredible soul. So one, I love the guest. And two, it was my first in-person interview. I went out to Hannah's house. And if you haven't heard of her yet, (laughs) just to kind of break the ice real quick, because, well, it's just what she's known for at the moment, not what she'll be known for forever. There are big, big things headed her way. I just know it. But she was one of the top 24 finalists on American Idol season 14. Just to give you a vague background story right now, but she's located here in Mississippi, which is where I also live as well. So I made the drive out to her farmland, which is where her family all lives together, and met her in her tiny house. Like, it's tiny. It's precious. It's everything you need. I love how simple of a young woman she is. We laughed. I showed up. She (laughs) carried a plate full of dinner out for me. We sat together, we laughed together, and we ate good old Southern cooked meal. She's a great cook, by the way. But I wanted to sit down with her in her environment, get to pick her brain on, you know, her experience with the show. It's something that I always wanted to experience, but now my ass is too old. They won't even let me on there. They said, nope, you're too old. But I wanted to pick her brain and really see what the experience was like, but also pick past that and see how she is and who she is as a person. And let me tell you, you will not regret listening to this episode. She is just such a fun personality to be around, and I can't wait to see what her future holds. So Hannah Jewel Everhart, thank you so much for the time that you gave me. Thank you for welcoming me into your home. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the laughs. Know that I love you and I cannot wait to see what you do here in the near future. And while I have your attention, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. If you want to be a guest, just email me at jwtspodcast@gmail.com. If you have someone who you know would be a great guest, send them my way. If you're listening to this before March 23rd, just know that I have a one-time masterclass slash workshop going on on how to become completely unapologetic online through your online presence, through your content, things of that nature. And I felt it was appropriate to mention this because Hannah is like the genius of just unapologetically and authentically being her. So it's super cheap. Check the show notes for the link if you want to get registered. And if you'd like to just buy the replay, you can do that as well. But without further ado, I don't want to hold you up anymore. Here is Hannah Jewell out of Mississippi from American Idol season 14. But you may know her as Hannah Everhart. Get ready to laugh, because this lady's got jokes. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Just Women Talking Shit with your host, Jacqueline Cotton. Jacqueline Cotton. Let me get a little bit more comfortable. If I start falling asleep, wake me up. Okay. But you may be asleep too, so. Yep. Let's see how interesting this turns out. We may just sit here and fall asleep together. All right. We have the one and only Hannah 
ever haunt. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I love this shit. I love that you did a dun 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 too, because that's You're where all, that's where my mind was. Well, I'm sitting here doing. This. I saw the jazz fingers. I was like, "Yep, sound effect is coming in." <laughs> so I just hear a little, little uh, what do you call that? Top hat on the drum. I just hear mm-hmm. that going. I can't like drum roll. Yeah, well, How's that go? <laughs> He's like a rattlesnake. <laughs> We're in her little, uh, this is a t- like a little tiny house. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love the renovations going on. <laughs> I got an up close and personal experience as soon as I got here. Um, she sat over here in this corner while I peed. <laughs> yeah, because there's not a door. There's no door yet. But I, coming, uh, <laughs> uh, co- coming soon to, to theaters is a, little- a door. <laughs> You should put a little sign up. Yeah. You should put a little. You have anything in my teeth? Like, I feel like Uh-oh. I have now. Is it because I have something that made you think that? <laughs> no, but you just reminded me. Hold on. Let me see. Your head for Your box, you can get close. Because she got close. Like she was trying to see a booger or something. Your forehead was real shiny earlier. Oh, it was. Hold on. I think you got it. Look. It's a lady, <laughs> the lady Ladybug's attack. Oh, okay. But no, I do love your little house. Thank you. I think it's real down to earth. It's I, cozy. I see a lot of it is. It's really cozy. Really cozy. Um, is is right here. It goes missing. Walmart. Really? Yeah. Oh, I need some. Every pillow on this couch is from Walmart. I did not think Same. about that until now. <laughs> American Idol star shops at Walmart. Yeah. It's the little things in life. And yeah. Dollar General. <laughs> you and I eat sandwiches for lunch. Because <laughs> that idol ain't paying me off yet. <laughs> oh, I might not should have said. <laughs> we can cut that one out. <laughs> but, no, I'm really excited. I'm excited to get to know you. Um, let's start with, uh, like, a little bit about you. Like, are you from here? Have you always been here? You from Mississippi? Born in Mississippi? I was born in Mississippi, way down in the bayou. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I had to do that. No, uh, anyway, I've been watching this show with New Orleans in it. Um, yeah, I was born in uh, Mississippi, and I moved back and forth from here to Alabama my whole childhood, really, until about nine, eight, nine years ago. We um. Nine, yeah, nine. We moved here officially because jobs in Alabama, where we, where my mom's family's at, just was terrible. And my dad was having to travel, and so he wanted to be with us and all that good stuff. Um, I'm just gonna. I don't know why I said all that good stuff. (laughs) All that good stuff. Anyway, and so yeah, I love Mississippi because where my mom's family is in Alabama, it's literally so depressing. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds bad, but, like, and it's not me. It's just, like, I see so much, like, suppression, depression, everything in that town. Because, like, it's, like, everybody's stuck there. And they all just, like, I don't know. They're they're either on drugs or they have eight kids or 
I know this sounds terrible, you know, but... It sounds like my childhood. Or they have eight kids, or... Like, I'm telling you, you pull up to a stoplight, everybody's smoking a cigarette in the mm-hmm. car. And yeah. it's like, everybody just, like, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I lived out in a town, just like a country song, Dixie, it, here in Mississippi. And it was the same way. I think you can find that little, the, that little uh, kind of economy or... I don't know. <laughs> Habitat. I don't know what the word <laughs> is. <laughs> environment. Environment. Yeah. That's a fancy one. <laughs> you know That's me. That's a fancy word. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it, I think you can find that wherever you go. But I experienced that too. And it, I don't think it's like you talking down on that kind of living or No, anything. I'm not. Because I, but, I, I mean, I grew up. I, I don't judge at all. That's what made me into who I am is places like that you know but it's like i'm glad that i'm not stuck if yeah. that makes sense that makes sense that i didn't fall into the pattern of my product of my childhood you know product of, of your there that fancy word product of your environment product of your environment mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was talking about on my episode with danielle kettlewell that just came out was today thursday yesterday we were talking about um like statistically you know based on where you grow up and the environment you're in and whatnot, like statistically, I should have been like 14 and pregnant, 15 and pregnant, probably like strung out on meth, not graduated high school. Right. Like, so I I totally know what you're talking about. And for a while, and I don't know if you've gotten this, but once you like get out of that environment and you want to better yourself, I dealt with um, people like treating me like I thought I was better than them or something. And it was just like, no, I just don't want this, like, for future me, for my future kids, for, you know, like, I, I, I want to see the world. I want to see what's out there. No, I know? completely agree because there's probably people there that are like, oh, she's better than, you know, and it's literally nothing like that. It's just, see, and that's the people that make other people stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you should never fear growth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like um, that. That was good. I came up with that a quote good. the other day off the fly. It said, I said, uh, don't let their pay set back your growth. Meaning, don't let, everybody grows at different speeds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to separate yourself and distance yourself from certain people. It doesn't mean you don't care about them or mm-hmm. you, you don't love them or you're better than them. But when you grow from certain things, you know, you, you kind of don't want to be around them anymore, and you don't need to let yourself fall back into old habits. And that's no fault to them. Everybody grows at different paces. So don't let their pace set back your growth. You see what I'm saying? The word was pace, P-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. I thought you said pay. I'm like, we talking about money now? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Southern? I love me some money. That's Southern twang. I was like, we talking oh, don't let their pay. All right. <laughs> it's all making sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you were so southern. Your accent, like, I, I literally like, like talking like this right now. I sound like normal. I guess you could say normal voice. Um, <laughs> but to everybody else, they're like, I sound normal. I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said. That's like. not what I said. I'm like, that's not, that's not what I sound like. It's it, you no, know, it's so weird. It's so weird how like you can be like, it's. Your voice, your ears, like you live oh, with yourself, God. and you sound so different, like when, like recording wise. Like I've sat and listened to myself, and I'm like, 
That's what I sound like. What? I know. I think so I weird. sound. I think I have a deeper voice for a girl, and I do. But when I hear myself on video, it's not as deep as it sounds to me. Yeah, it's weird. Which, when I get real happy, my voice goes up octave. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. does that. It's so weird how the body works. And when I'm tired, it's like <laughs> I sound like a man. <laughs> like a man. Like a man. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. it gets real raspy. I like that voice though. It's good for singing. Mm-hmm. The deep raspy. It's voice. not. It's not good for singing. What? I mean, if like your voice was stripped, and that's the reason why it's hoarse. Oh well, no, that's not. But I mean, but it sounds good. Yeah. Like when my voice is hoarse or anything, it's bad. But like I love singing. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're not supposed to sing. Yeah, because it sounds so good. Yeah, it's like way more sultry. But I've noticed, like. Like, the lower in my range I am, like, I can change my voice, if that makes sense. Like, I have, like, different types of voices for different, like... Multiple personality voices. I don't know. It's (laughs) like, like, most anything I sing is going to have a little soul in it. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I sing, like, that song, Give You Blue, like, my voice is more breathy and more raspy, and that's, like, a lower end. But if I sing The House That Built Me, my voice sounds a little higher, and I don't know... I don't know why. You just have a good range. Yeah. I have, I'm, I'm a meso soprano and I never knew any of that or what it meant, mm-hmm. but I always thought I was just an alto and I never thought I could ever reach any high notes. And then one day I'm sitting here singing, uh, this is a man's world by James Brown <laughs> on my, like, the microphone and amp back when none of these walls were up in here. It was just plywood floor and I was living in this thing. <laughs> and I, I hit an F sharp. And I was like, oh, I want to try that again. So I did it like seven times. And I was like, hold up now. And I didn't know what the note was at the time, but I had a little vocal coaching with Cheryl Porter. And I showed her the video because I was curious. I was like, do you know what note this is? Like, I want to know. So she had like a little thing. And she's like, it's an F sharp. And she's like, so that means I'm a mess soprano, which means you have the low range and you have a higher range. Hmm. Versus an alto has just the low range. And then a soprano has just the high range. Yeah. Now you may question what I am. I feel like I can sing some high notes, but it, stress, it, it, it stresses me out. You don't have to sing, like, super high, high yeah. notes, but, like, no most right alt- most just altos, they can't get above, like, they, they have, like, a three-octave range or a gotcha. two-octave range, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Well, no, more like a two-octave. The yeah. more you know. Yeah. I don't know what how many octaves I have. Nobody probably gets that. Did uh, no growing up? No, you didn't get the reference. <laughs> Damn, I'm old. Wait, what? Well, I didn't hear what you said. The more, the more you know. And this is like oh, a ra- rainbow. Oh no, I got. I know <laughs> what you're saying. I grew up on that. Uh, on that. Uh, this. What was it like? The was it PBS or? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'd have like the the commercials, and it'd be like some. I don't know life changing facts, and then there's that little rainbow, and they go the more. The you more know. you know. <laughs> Oh, man. So, um, the obvious question is, I want to know about your American Idol experience. And just tell me. Tell me about, like, the audition process. And, like, you got to meet who, Katy Perry and... Lotta Richie, Luke Bryan. Uh, all the wonders. I know. Like, the wonders of the world in human form. I love Katy. I love Lionel. I love Luke. love all of them. But anyway, so... I, I, of course, I did it on a Zoom call at first, and... Um, the audition? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was with the producers. 
So instead of like an open call where you, they have buses and they go to different cities, you know, it was it was just Zoom. And then they said, okay, we'll email you in two to three weeks if, you know, you made it to the live auditions. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so like two weeks came and I was like, okay, well, they're not going to message me. You know, so I was like, okay, well, that's cool. On to the next thing in life, you know, <laughs> which was military. Really? Um, yeah, Marines. I want to huh. be combat engineer. But anyway. Did not know that. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the theme of this, yes. of this episode. The more you know. And so I got an email like the third week and I was like, do what? Do tell. Okay. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, uh, you made it to the live auditions. We're going to fly you out to California for free. And I was like, okay, then. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're here. We're here now. Um, and so, like, yeah, I just had to plan that out, and one thing led to the next. Got there and met a lot of great people. I mean, like, throughout the entire process, and I'll get to that, too, but, like, I we made family because you're all there sharing the same dream. Yeah. And you're chasing the same career, and you lean, you lean on each other, you know what I mean? And so you make lifelong friends, and anyway, so that's the hardest part about getting, having to leave. Anyway. So I did that and then got my golden ticket and then came back home for two weeks. Uh, and I was there in Ojai for a week. And Ojai, California was the most beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. We stayed at this like Spanish housing hotel. I, it was weird, but it housing was Housing hotel? It was beautiful. <laughs> um, most grass I've seen in California too. And you could see like the mountains were surrounding it. Like we were in this, like the Indians say that it was like, a positive energy place because of the way that the sun hit it. I don't know. It was something, something, but it was nice. It was like a real spiritual place. Huh. Anyway, it was beautiful. And then I came back for two weeks, and then I went back, and I went to Hollywood for two weeks. And that was a major change because it was the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, and it was just in a nasty part of things aren't beautiful over there like you think. Like inner city type stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, You said nasty. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so we did our our Hollywood week stuff, and I met even more people there. And, like, that was, like, a stressful week for sure because you're, like, having to come up with songs like this. And I wasn't prepared because I'd never even sung in front of anybody before this. I didn't Seriously? know who I was as an artist. What? Yeah. This was, like, your first, like, outing. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. Uh, That's intense. It's very intense. And um, so... After I made it through that, which I didn't think, I was like, what? Top 24? Come on. But nope, they weren't. And I was like, okay, well, this is real. Anyway, and then mm, came back home for a while, actually, a couple months. And then we went back in March, Top 24, and we went to L.A., Beverly Hills. And that, I mean, I was living in a hotel for a month. You know, so I can say I lived in California for a month, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that was probably when it got real serious or when it got, I want to say it got serious and it got unserious. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but we were all, you know, just having the time of our lives, you know, and it was great, but 
I wasn't ready yet, if that makes sense. Like, if I were to go on Idol right now, I'd have songs prepared. I'd know what I want. I'd be a better performer. I'd be better, way better vocally. You know what I mean? It's just, but that, that process taught me so much. Like, I learned so much. Having no experience in the music industry at all to, which, I mean, I knew what my dad taught me. Yeah. But he, it wasn't really like music industry stuff or voice stuff or any of that, really, because he never even knew I wanted to do a music career, which I didn't know I did either, you know? But, um, yeah, I just learned so much and I'm just, that's like the biggest thing I'm grateful for is all that I, all that I could take away from that. Excuse me, I got the hiccups and a burp. It's that, it's that cabbage. It's that, it's that something, that cabbage. We just ate. (laughs) (laughs) I already thought of him. I'm like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> you think that candle's lit? How are you going to feed me cabbage before an interview? I, I And the thing is, oh, I love cabbage. I love cabbage, too. It's just got real. I didn't know you loved cabbage. Look at that. Yep. Synchronicity. Anyway, back to your story. <laughs> well, you're, you're talking about your dad. Oh, you didn't know about um, that you wanted music yeah, in your career and whatnot. Because I was literally like talking to Sergeant Major and I was about to sign up for the Marines, literally. And that's still a passion of mine, but I've realized that the door's closed for that because around the same time I found out I had something wrong with my back, which I haven't had problems out of in a while, actually. But anyway, at the time I did. And they were saying it was going to be a six-month waiving process for me to join. So I was about to start the paperwork and everything. And then around the same time, my friend texted me. She was like, they're going to be a Mississippi audition. And I was like, what? So I just went and signed up. I was like, what the heck, you know? Which I never thought about going on American Idol. It was nothing like, oh, my God, I've been waiting on this moment, you know? Yeah. Just like, what? But it turned out to be a Zoom because it was Idol Across America. So they went to all the states with the Zoom. And uh, then, like, when I got that yes, I was like, yeah, this is this is what I'm meant to do or something. I don't know. I was like, I don't know, you know. And then the more yeah. it got along and even to now, you know, like, I've had so many people tell me, not based off of talent or anything, they're like, you know, I just see this in your future. And, like, I see it in my future, too. But it's just a, it's a, there's a lot of patience you have to have in this mm-hmm. industry. Oh, for sure. And I didn't know that. And I still don't have patience, but I have to have it when it comes to this. Yeah. But anything else? No. (laughs) I get that from my my daddy. That's so crazy that you talk about commitment. Like, military is like, once you sign that, sign on that line, like, you're committed. Mm -hmm. There's no... You sign your life for You don't get out of it until, like, your... Contracts. Your term is over. Mm -hmm. Term. I'm, like, thinking of, like congress or something but but your term you know till it comes to an end um i don't know how if you're like spiritual or religious but um all that came to mind was like (laughs) i used to work with this lady and she'd say look at god that's what i know literally like god closed one door and allowed another one to be open because that's what he saw my path to be but yeah i say that a lot i'm like look look, i'm like look at god (laughs) yep that's that's immediately what came to mind. That is just so bizarre. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought about for a while going into the military too. Granted, I'm like right. I think I'm at the cutoff at this point. But a few years ago, I was in this spot because I used to sell cars. Like how sleazy sounding is that? Like I used to sell cars. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see that. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated it. But um, when I met my husband, like when we were just. You know, and like in the very beginning of dating, I I was like, what am I going to do in my life? <laughs> like, I want to get it back on track. And I legit, I was like talking to a recruiter, went and took 
my uh what is it the asvab or whatever asvab yeah like did really well on that um like extremely well he said and i was i wanted to do it i was like i think i'm gonna i think i may do this the only thing that really got me was having a kid you have to pretty much sign custody over to somebody and yeah Oh gosh! I you have to sign, that. but just if anything happens to you, oh, yeah. and then like the basic, and you have to go away, and so somebody has to be legally responsible, right? And even though you know her dad was alive at that point, I just I was like, I don't, I don't want to leave my baby, like just I don't know. But um, it wasn't too much longer after that I got pregnant, and so life changed anyway. So yeah. anyway, but it's like I mean, I resonated with your story, like yeah, what I thought I was gonna do wound up being nothing like what I wound up doing, and here I am, like, pursuing my passions. Right, and I don't know if you're religious either, but, like, at the end of the day, like, in my belief, like, you know, he has the ultimate plan for us, and he can see so much further Mm -hmm. ahead than we can, so I'm just be like, okay, what you trying to do now? You gotta listen. You gotta follow the nudges. Now, I grew up in church. Um, I have a whole story of, like, why I don't attend church as frequently anymore, and, like, um, but church is like right here for me. Yeah, it's, you know, it's in my heart. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's like I go to church regularly, but that's what keeps me sane. You know what I mean? But you it's got not, a good church. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. And it's so it. hard because it is true. Church burns people, mm-hmm. but it's the people in the church. Mm-hmm. It's the church. It's not every church, but it's it's very rare to find that good, genuine church with people who don't judge you, who are ultimately like they're for god and they're not there you know for anything else they're not trying to win over money and they're not they're not gossiping about what your growth looks like and Mm -hmm. theirs does you know what i mean like yeah it's 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 the it's the church it's not church in general but i I know what you're saying yeah because i know a lot of people i was burned like that in some sense too but yeah finally found a good one and they're just genuine down to earth people and stuff like that. Now, when like I that. find that, I'll be there. Yeah. You know, and I, I like date churches. You know, I'll date a church. And I haven't found one that I want to marry and, yet. Yeah, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Like, you'll you, you'll find it. And if you don't, it's okay. Like, we all have our own relationship with him. And like I said, we all grow at different paces. At different paces. Paces. <laughs> Yeah. They ain't gonna but, sound like I say in places. <laughs> places, places. Paces, places, places. <laughs> but no, I, I, not a lot of people know that. I, I grew up in church I, <laughs> and I loved it until I got extremely, extremely hurt. And I still, I think I still carry that with me. It's probably why I'm reluctant to really submerge myself into it. But um, the first time I performed was at church. I was eight years old and I sang sang a song from my baptism and um it changed my life i think i was truly saved that day and it was such a monumental moment like i still i can i can like see it in my head with my old boy haircut i had (laughs) (laughs) i can see that it's like like, yeah i like a boy haircut and i sang this song the words were one little lost lamb here i am and i sang with my we call her Nani. Um, she passed away a few years ago, but she's the one that introduced me to singing, and I sang gospel, and I traveled to churches, and I like sang for oh, people. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That's a part of my testimony. I don't. I haven't really gotten out there yet, but I and I have a sailor's mouth. People are like, "How can you be religious?" And because I'll be like, I'll drop the f bomb and I'll say shit. But we're human. I loved singing gospel, and it's still, it's still like deeply rooted into me. Just to this morning, I was sitting here thinking about our interview today, and the first thing, the first message I got was, 
Amazing Grace. And I sat there in my shower. I didn't sit there. That'd be weird. But I stood there in my shower and I sang Amazing Grace and I just felt it in every fiber of my being and it felt so good. It does. Cause like, Ugh. I don't, I don't have, a, I'm not in a gospel career, but I listen to gospel music probably daily. Like I, my, now granted, my playlist is like the rainbow. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, like the Skittles, yeah. you know? You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Because it flips all the time. But, like, when I listen to gospel music and I sing it and, like, I truly listen to the words and I believe it, like, I get what you're saying. You yep. feel it with you your entire be- being. Just like, and it's a different type of feeling because I have a feeling I get when I sing soul music or something mm-hmm. that means something to me. And I'm pulling it from deep down. Like, I cannot describe how that feels. But it feels amazing. And it's, I know I know exactly you know what, what I'm saying. You, I get chill. That's, yeah. that's right there is what happens. Yeah. I'll get chill bumps. And, I, and it, it's like, just like, oh, can I pull like it this, from any level? It's this <laughs> rush. It's this absolute rush. Like, I've never, I've never really exper- experimented with drugs or anything. But when I feel what I felt singing or like. That's your high. It's such a high. And mm-hmm. I found myself high on life so much lately. So you follow when you you feel that when you follow your passion and you're like you feel so fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll feel like I just had like like I like smashed a glass of wine. I like get this like tingly feeling all over my body and I get so excited and I'm like, what the hell? Why do people do drugs? Right. They chase their dreams. Uh, I know exactly what you mean though when you talk about music and pulling it, you pull it like from the roots. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I tell you, I'm like if I don't feel it, how is anybody else? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can touch lives through music. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people tell me that I have a good storyteller voice. It's which very, It's soothing and twangy. <laughs> I don't know about soft. my talking voice. <laughs> my talking voice. Some people be like, man, I gotta get away from this hick. <laughs> you'd, no, be, you'd be surprised. Um, people really love a good southern accent. Mm-hmm. Like, people all the time, what'd you say? Can you say that again? <laughs> like, uh, I know I, when I was in California, they was definitely like, what? Like, when my whole family came out to see me, because I had been there for, like, a month, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they wanted to see me, and, like, they went broke pretty much doing it, because oh. California costs way too much money, I mean, but... They came, and you just see me and my family all in cowboy boots walking <laughs> the streets of L.A. <laughs> I'm going to guess you don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> they must be out of town. <laughs> or out of state, really. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. hilarious. So, you had a good time. I would... You mentioned how, like, you guys became family pretty much. So, I feel like from an outsider's perspective, watching that show, watching American Idol, you think that everybody's, like, super competitive because you're, like, competing for mm-hmm. the ultimate title, you know? How did it feel competing against people that like you love well we didn't look at it as that you know what i mean like i'm sure a lot of people view it like that and that's nothing wrong yeah with outsider's that. perspective yeah, outsider's perspective yeah. well inside like we never thought of it as a competition like we just thought of it as like we're fighting for ourselves we're not competing against each other you know like we're just fighting for ourselves in this you know what i mean and like if i were to do it again i mean I don't know, like, I just feel like I would make it so much further as far as because of my voice and all, but it would, like, it's just never a competition on there, like, we were just all family, we all gave each other tips, we were all just, like I said, leaning on each other, so when I got, when I got cut, that was the hardest part for me, I was not sad about leaving at all, I was 
actually relieved because I started having panic attacks at the end. Like, I had them for a week straight every night. Like, I even called the ambulance one time because it got so bad. Like, I had never experienced that in my life. And so, yeah, I went. What do you, do you know what triggered the panic attacks? Stress. Just stress. And I don't know. It's like my aunt, actually, she was there with me because I was still a minor at the time. My mom's oldest sister, my aunt Candace. Mm-hmm. We called her Aunt Sassy. She was everybody's Aunt, Aunt Sassy. Sassy. <laughs> I like that. She was everybody's Aunt Sassy. Your t-shirt made. Mm-hmm. Aunt Sassy. She, oh, she'd love it. <laughs> but um, she, okay, she woke up two nights, like feeling like she's being attacked by something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you believe in that stuff, but it's real. Like spirits are real. Like things mm-hmm. can attach themselves and they can torment you. Oh, for sure. And like I believe that because I've seen it firsthand. Like I know. And so like I don't know if something got a hold of me there and it was like trying to torment my mind or something. I know that probably sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's true. But and this goes back into religious stuff. Like I wasn't I wasn't really religious at the time. Like I'd been forced to go to church my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so that strayed me away, and so I rebelled a lot. Yeah. And so I think, like, my, my, that's part of my testimony, you know, like, I just prayed and prayed and prayed about it, and I haven't had problems out of anxiety hardly at all anymore. And if I do, it's like I just, I, I, I take a moment and I pray and I'm better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, and I'm lucky that I have that. And it's no shame to anybody else who doesn't have that, but, I think God breaks you to position you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just my way of looking at it. But anyway. I, I like that view. For some people, it may be met, like meditation or... Um, yeah. And and I think meditation is great. Like, I wish I could get into it, but I don't, like, I don't <laughs> it's, know how. It's... Uh, if you have an active mind, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But in a way, and a lot of people disagree with me here, I've gotten in trouble for it, even from people in my family. They're like, you know, meditation and praying aren't the same thing. But I am I guess what I'm trying to express is that for some people, that is kind of like prayer because you're, it just, it's different for everybody, you know? It's soothing. It, yeah. but um, It's releasing. Uh, releasing. Yeah. Very releasing. I but, know um, yoga is good for a lot of things too, like just stretching out the body and... Mm-hmm. Ease in the mind and just, I don't know, a little downward dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the only, <laughs> That's the only position I'm familiar with. I don't know anything about yoga, really. I have a friend who, she loves yoga and teaches yoga. And I'm like, I, ne- I need to be in your presence. I need to understand it because it is, it's really good and for it your looks body. It's so, like such a beautiful thing to do. And like, I want to get into it, but I don't know where to start either. Um, I don't have the money to get into no YouTube. Class, you, know? you can just YouTube it. I know. I know. I need to. I'll come over once in a while and we'll like do some yoga sessions. You gotta get rid of this shit. This uh, slippery. This, yeah, I'll be sitting rug. here falling, breaking something. <laughs> you trying to like? It'd be my fault. I'd fall straight down on my boobs. <gasps> trying to help your body, and then you hurt it. I, this thing is slippery with socks. It on. is. I can I can see it not being slippery with just your feet. It's but, not. But oh, most man. of the time, I'm, anytime I'm in my house, I'm in sock or I'm see, in my house I, shoes. I don't like. I'm only wearing socks because I'm wearing shoes. I hate socks. Do you really? Is it a country? Okay, it I must used be the country to hate. Thing for no, me. I used to hate socks, but I I, I don't mm. know. It's like winter I, time. I get it, but normally I just walk around barefoot. Is that? A, do you ever do that? Or is that oh. like? That's okay. It's a country girl thing because my husband jokes. I used to live in a trailer park, and he says it's a trailer park. I I've lived in, in some trailer parks too. So. <laughs> 
oh, he, he jokes. He's like, oh, God, that's a trailer park in you. And I'm like, yeah, I also ate, you know, those big old dill pickles and drank Kool-Aid. What you got to say about it? Right. But. Shoot, I mean, I've literally, like, been called trailer trash. I don't know how many times because I've always lived in a trailer. And there's nothing get, wrong with that. There's not. People don't realize how nice trailers are. Exactly. Shoot. And now they cost more than I can afford because they come with sheetrock. <laughs> when did trailers sheet get rock. When did trailers get sheetrock? Okay. <laughs> we had them whole them walls where the holes was not hard to punch. Uh-huh. You couldn't really hang Covered anything up. on the Why walls. Why you got all these calendars in your house? <laughs> well, if you know, you know. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the day that's I got mad. That's such a mad. random spot to hang a picture. <laughs> like right at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> People Ooh. who have never lived in a trailer don't get it. I now, Like, that's all my mind. And the vents and the floor. The vents and the floor. The vents and the floor. <laughs> it will throw people off. Yes. Oh, my God. As a kid, I remember... I remember, like, if we lost something, you could check You go check <laughs> Oh, my God. Somebody gets it. I'd be sticking my hand down there with my flashlight. <laughs> yeah. that thing up, looking in there. <laughs> then you hear, I mean, this probably sounds bad, but you hear rats and them things sometimes, too. <laughs> running back and forth. Depending on, yeah. Depending on the Especially house. Especially if you're in the trailer park. Mm-hmm. It, it's only, it was only in the trailer park. There's a little trash in Cause there. Because there is some trash. There is, I mean, stereotype. It's the stereotype is true. That's one of those that are true, yeah. Yeah. Trailer parks usually aren't that nice, but. No. Uh, I've lived, I've lived in trailer. Trailers, mm, yeah. Quite a bit in my life. Yeah, we've lived in like one, two regular houses <laughs> that I remember. You said regular. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in my bad. No, because. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's like my life is flashing before my eyes <laughs> as a kid. I'm like. <laughs> I know, you just brought back a memory. When you said the finding the thing in the vent, I mean, I, I can smell the 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 vent now. It's weird. Oh, man, but I remember as a kid, like, because we moved around a lot, and have you met my mom yet? Mm-hmm. She's a hoot. She is. But, and she did the best she could, but I remember, like, us moving around a lot, and I would specifically ask her, like, can we, is it going to be a regular house this time? <laughs> You we live in a regular house. <laughs> Nobody else's right. vents are on their floors. <laughs> oh, when you get into a regular house, they're up top. <laughs> like, I know. It's so weird. My mind was blown. Mine was, was too. Like, I was like, wait, I, where's the underneath of the house at? <laughs> it was on the ground. Where, where do you sweep? Where do you where sweep, do you sweep the crumbs? <laughs> We're on the look for my lost stuff now. <laughs> oh, God. You buy, like, bobby pins and couch chains. Uh, you did not like... just say bobby pins. What? I remember finding bobby pins in there all the time. All the time. It was like they were a magnet for bobby yes. pins. Yes. And change and... Cha- oh, yes. You'd always... always pennies, too. Pennies, yeah. The change nobody wants. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pins. All the little, little, all the little goodies. Little, yeah. The little, little goodies. goodies. The things that, like, when you need it. Yeah. The vent had it. The vent had and it. And you couldn't get it out. Mm. You ever try to fish something out? Uh, have you ever, like, reached your tiny little T-Rex arm? <laughs> Sitting there laying on the floor with your, with oh, your arm. John, what'd you do? Take, like, the, take it off and then try to put your hand yeah. in it? Yeah. Oh, that was a whole nother level of yeah, shit. Yeah, that was a whole nother level. <laughs> 
she's you're brave. Uh, oh, <laughs> step on in there. You are daring. And T Rex arms. I mean, I have. When out- you're little, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, no, I, still tiny. Have t- I still have T Rex arms. Though, so I'm just trying to think if they're this short now. Like, uh, like I would have been your death. That would have been the death. Of me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, 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 I needed this. I remember. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, you go to a different state and whatnot, and people are like, talk to me, mm-hmm. living in New York. So, we moved. We were living in a trailer, a double wide, <laughs> moving on up. <laughs> that right. <Woo. laughs> moving on up. We were moving on was up. Was it 10 world. on the outside, or was it siding? No, we didn't. It was siding. <gasps> Fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Katrina ran that pretty quickly. So, we had trees down in our yard, and one fell on the trailer. So we moved, um, we moved from Dixie to, to New York with our FEMA money. And, um, I got there and everybody was like, talk to me, just, just keep talking. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Cause as a Southerner, you're like, you're weary about, you know, mm. you hear like all these things about, especially New Yorkers, you know, they're in a rush or they're rude or whatever. But yeah, I've heard, heard they're rude. Mm, they're not though. Really? They're really just in a rush. I lived there for a couple of years, and in Pennsylvania, like the tri-state area, for from six from sixteen to about twenty-one, and I loved it. Oh wow, they were so helpful. Like the woman I am today, I like I attribute to those people. They helped us so much. But um, where the hell was I going with that story? So yeah, they talk about you know, can you talk to me? Blah blah. Oh, I wrote in. We had like a school newspaper, and I wrote my experience on Katrina. And y'all, I included my in my story. I said trailer. <laughs> it's a mobile home. <laughs> oh no! I know, no, no, no! I did say mobile home. That's what that's what messed me up. Oh, that's what. So I thought. Well, trailer sounds trashy, right? My principal comes up to me. <laughs> I read. I read your story. I read your story. Like exactly. <laughs> I read your story. I read your story, and I just gotta say. How was it? <laughs> I'm like an Australian now. Shit. I know you. I can't. All I can say is, hey, you want a hot dog? Go get a hot dog. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> so imagine that accent with the sentence I'm about to okay. say. And I just talk about how, how broken his heart was for me and asking me all these questions. And then he was like, and the mobile home. I mean, how did, did you just hook it up and go and move around? Like, did you? <laughs> and all I can think is, is this dumbass talking about an RV? Like, oh, what? You see, this, uh, this poor man oh, feels sorry gosh. for me because he thinks like that my family's living pretty much like on a permanent hayride. Like we just <laughs> hook up to a truck and travel. Like, <laughs> so I found out real quickly that uh, people up there live in regular homes. And, yeah, and they didn't know. They what, don't know what no trailer is. is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> But, I mean, if you didn't never know what a trailer was and you saw a mobile home in a sentence, you'd probably yeah. think. I guess they think motorhome almost. Uh, I don't know. No, mobile. Like, it can move. Yeah, but I think their mind goes to that thing is like. Like RV. Yeah, like motor home. Motorhome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they think. So, anyway, I learned a lot. I learned Most a lot people really years. don't even know it called motorhome. To be honest, that's like a southern thing. Too. Motorhome. Yeah. Motorhome. I guess that is a southern Crawler. Thing. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Crawler. My, my granny always called it a crawler. 
<laughs> she parked it right in front of my mama's house when they were little. You ain't got to move the crawler. <laughs> what? That's, that's Southern Alabama, okay? <laughs> Welcome to the crawler. <laughs> I want me a nice crawler. That's like on my oh list. Oh my God, I want an nice Airstream. Airstreams are nice. But I don't even care what it is, to be honest, as long as I have one. I want a RV or camper so bad. My friend, Tessa, she, uh, right before it started getting a little cold outside, we were, like, out in the Pearl River, and they have a boat. And I, these kids are, like, doing better than my husband and I are doing. They're, like, early 20s, and they have, like, land and an RV and, like, a freaking boat. And I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, she was saying that the one they have, and it's nice. It was only, like, $30,000. And I'm like, that's what people pay for for, like, a relatively, like, okay car. And you can't live in that shit. Right. So you can you can get them for... I don't know, though, because, like, most of the time when I look them up, they're 50 to... Well, I, I, hers, I'm sure, it was used, you know? Yeah. But that's... I didn't ever think about it like that. That is the price for, like, a typical price for a car. Mm-hmm. Like, the average cost. Before inflation. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, not... That's a... No. Yeah, we We're, we're going to stay away from yeah. that. Because I can get messy. I can, too. I can go. <sighs> the Southern... The Southern, like, church girl and me will get to preaching. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, pre-inflation. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Turn my head. Look, the other Count one. Ten. Look, the other one. Count to ten. Count to ten. Start praying. Woosa. Woosa. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Oh, man. So... What else? I can't believe we've been talking for 53 minutes straight. I think a bunch of this was us. I'm going to be going to sleep good because I notice when I talk, I use energy. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. You like, do. You exert a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy out of you. So you should up in your little. It's cozy up there. It looks cozy. Stairway to heaven. Yep. <laughs> See what I did there? See what you did there? Home. The top hat. What is that? What's your. <laughs> Sound like some bacon sizzle in the pan. Ooh, bacon. Mm. Don't get me started on bacon. Mm-hmm. I, I, some, I whole... grilled some bacon wrapped asparagus the other night. Mm. Mm. With, some, with some grilled salmon. Sa- did you just say salmon? I did say salmon. You're one of those people that say salmon? I'm one of those people. Well, well it is, wow, it well. is technically they put... speaking, the L is silent. Why do they put it um, there, though? And it's salmon, but... I say salmon. I mean, it's okay. I won't hold it against you, but I'm you just sound, curious. You seem a little hostile. <laughs> I, felt a little, I sound a little judgy, didn't You I? seem a little hostile <laughs> about the situation, but uh, I don't care. What was this? Well, I don't know. Did I do that? No, I did. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh. oh I was like, that's a, now you have me thinking. I was like, that seems like something I do. I don't know what that was. I uh, think you meant to. You sa- I think you meant to put it here, right. but you. Okay, <laughs> unicorn. Oh well, well, we all have a little unicorn. We in do, us, you know. But no, um, shit. What else? What else? What else? Hmm. Let's talk about your EP. You recorded an EP. I recorded a uh, cover album in Nashville. Had to get that out in Nashville. We are doing this kind of late, by yeah. the way. What is in it? Nashville with uh. <laughs> It is. I just looked at my non-existent watch. I just looked at my dead one. It's twenty-one eleven. It's not eleven. Okay. Oh no, unintended. <laughs> That's bad. I shouldn't. We should not. Joke well, no, about I'm not that. joking about that event. It's just weird that. That is. It's just weird to look at the clock and that's the time that. Okay. Hopefully something don't happen to us. 
Oh, shit. I have a long drive back. Don't that say that. could be a son. Stop. <laughs> Your EP. You recorded it. Much. You recorded it in where? Nashville? Um, Yeah, I recorded in Nashville with Clark Beckham and Austin Goodlow and Marcus Wiles um, at Gnome Studio. And it was just a cover album to kind of showcase my voice, its idol, and blah, blah, blah. But I don't push it a lot because... I know that where I am now and my voice and stuff and as an artist too. And I probably wouldn't have used those songs that I'd put on there or I would change some out and I would they would also sound a lot better than they did. So I just don't push it a lot, I guess. But I'm hoping to have some original music out by spring of next year, which is right around the corner too. You have a band? I did. did oh, past tense. Past tense, yeah. I mean, they were older guys and that's no offense to them and they're great musicians but everybody just they they have their own life now you know they don't they're not music full-time if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so i'm traveling a bunch and all that so it's just hard but i still got my guitar player cameron yates well there you go that's all you need yeah he's awesome guitar and that's like my brother vocals Mm -hmm. see my thing is i don't enjoy playing guitar very much like i think i learned about maybe 10 chords just enough to sing to that's it. I'm learning lead. What? What? How's it going? Well, uh, I just got to where I don't have to wear my brace anymore, but I broke my pinky. Oh, shit. Football with my brothers. <laughs> I was like, you were seriously playing that guitar? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I got <laughs> Oh, I broke my finger. <laughs> no. Makes more sense now. No, but I was just starting to get the hang of it. Um, not, I'm not playing solos yet at all. Like, I'm still learning chords, Um, but... I can't even play a full song yet. Except I can play I Got Dreams by Otis Redden. Good old Otis. Mm. He's so good. Um, have you heard of Grace Eskew? Mm-mm. Or, oh man, I can't remember that other lady's name. Oh gosh, you made me think of somebody. And now I, I'll find her later and send it to you. But um, two females that they sing and play guitar. And they're like incredible. Not just like a few chords. Like they're incredible like can make the guitar talk i think that's oh yeah so sexy Mm. and anytime somebody like talks with the guitar i don't know what it is but i be getting this feeling come (laughs) over me and i be like "Mm, mm, i be i don't know what it makes my body do i don't know what word to describe it but i just mm, i just be Mm -hmm. doing that little it's in it's impressive the dedication that it takes to get to there oh my gosh yes they make it look so easy Mm -hmm. but it's not there's so much that goes into it and like you have to know the fundamentals of guitar and and music music theory and all that theory and all that my mind can't comprehend it like it's i think it's like almost too much to digest for me well i'm learning at a very slow well fast slow fast i don't know he says i learn quick so we're moving faster. He's fast-tracking me to play lead. But, like, uh, the guitar and the piano are the same instrument, but they're different. Yeah, I've it, heard that. It's hard to describe. Like if you can play one, you can play the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My dad's played guitar almost all his life, and he can't play the... He can play a few things on the piano, but he said he doesn't get it. It's weird because he's hmm. used to doing it right here instead of right here. Yeah. You know? But, I think that notes and concept are similar piano is easier for me really but i want to do guitar and i want to learn piano after because i want to get over the hardest mountain first and then climb the hill 
You were just full of little nuggets. No. Little golden. I, I'm like. Golden nuggets. It's just been it's, something lately that's just been. You're in your magic. You're in. Like magic. you're where you're supposed to be. That's what it is. It just flows. Flows right through you. So you don't talk about your EP much, but where can people get it? Apple Music, Spotify, literally any platform except YouTube. I don't have it on YouTube. Now, Give You Blue is on YouTube under Hannah J. Everhart. Um, that's also what it's on uh, Spotify and everything's under Hannah J. Everhart. Um, just because apparently there was another Hannah Everhart. According who to who my, she thinks she is. Who, who she Who, <laughs> who she is? She going to learn today. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah. performances you uh, performed at this year's fair. Well, mm-hmm. okay, what's the technical? Like the whole long Mississippi State, Mississippi State Fair. Yeah, you performed there. Is that a good time? It was. It yeah, was. I saw pictures. Um, probably not my best show, but I performed there twice. Once on the big stage, without which that one was the one I would say wasn't my best show. Um, but that's about the, that's the same day I lost my band. Mm, that sucks. So because it. We couldn't get together for practices like we needed to. And like I said, that's no fault to them and it's no fault to me. It's just like they look like they either have kids or yeah. jobs or something, you know. And like I said, that's nothing wrong with that. But I just have to find people that are available. less, yeah, available, <laughs> less tied down. Availability is a big thing whenever it comes mm-hmm. to performing. Um, I bet it was, I, it's a pretty big stage. No? Yeah. Oh, performed, You've been on American Idol. But see, like about? I performed at the Coliseum. When did you do that? Uh, back in August for Tyler Farr and Adam Beliak and Corey Smith and stuff. Hmm. And that was a big stage, too. But, I mean, that was my best show. Yeah. But then I go to the... You know, like, that's just how it is, though. You're going to have good an shows. an energy thing, though, gonna, too. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you, like, had other shit going on. Right. It'll affect you for sure. Um. So, how far into the season did you make it? Top 24. Top 24. Mm-hmm. Like how many? I don't know. I don't know how many rounds it goes. Oh, I mean, you have live auditions, three rounds in Hollywood Week, and then you have where you sing it uh, for the top twenty-four performance. Then you spend the rest of the time practicing for if you make it through, and you got your top sixteen performance. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. How was? Um, I've heard people compare you to or people. My mom. I think this is so cute. She said this. But she said uh, that you're like a a country or Katy Perry. Yeah, a lot of people Have you heard say that? that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say that. <laughs> Are you tired of hearing it? No. <laughs> brain's just starting to shut down at this point. But okay. um, no, I think we do resemble each other in a lot of ways, and like our personalities are kind of the same. Yeah. In some sense, but I don't know. Like I always just say, like I'm my own person, you know. Yeah. But I know people aren't meaning it in a bad way. I don't think so. No, I, I know so. people aren't meaning that in a bad way at all. They're trying to compare me, but I'm just like <laughs> establish me as I'm, Hannah I'm Everhart, Hannah. not Hannah that looks like Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. I think more so. Is, oh, there goes the ladybug. Yeah, that's a sign. No. <laughs> they don't, do they like crawl all over you when you're sleeping or anything? Do they? I don't don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm like, do you ever wake up and there's like one on you? No, no. but if I did, oh, I'd be spraying some something in here. Sage this house. <laughs> right. This tiny house. Oh, man. It's so funny. Now that you mentioned the shutting down. I feel it too. Just <laughs> <laughs> like shit. I'm like, I think it's like all that talking, I think the talking, and the food. and the laughing, and it, the food. It exerts energy. I'm it telling does. you, like I, my husband doesn't get it. Um, and I like I take on people's energy too. I'm an empath, and 
when I exert it, like my live videos or live trainings or like podcast episodes and stuff, he's like, "Where like what's wrong with you? You were just sitting there talking." I'm like, "You have no idea like the amount of energy I put into speaking to somebody." Um, but it does, it drains you. What do you mean you're an empath? So empath, like, um, you never heard that. So empaths are like really in touch with their, um, re- really what you take on other people's energy. So like. I absorb energy from other people, if that makes any sense. I do get that. I'm kind of like that, but then other times I'm not. No. So, like, if you're, if, like, if I'm ever talking to somebody in there, if I don't, like, let myself know, like, I need to not attach myself to this person's, like, story or their sadness. Oh, no. Yep. I'm an empath. You get it? Mm-hmm. Look it up whenever, like, before you go to bed or Cause something. Because whenever somebody around me is, like, shut down, like, they're quiet. Because they're vibes. going through something or their vibes. I'll sit there and I'll be like... Mm-hmm. And I'll, like, get sad. <laughs> you can like, be fine. And I then, could be completely fine. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, okay, that makes sense. Go look into it. Yeah, it'll help you protect yourself, too. Like, protect your own energy whenever you figure it. Because I didn't know that for the longest time that I, like, that I took on other people's energy. And it'll affect you, like, big time. So, read into that. You're going to, like, be interested in it. I'm going to need to. I love reading up and learning on stuff, though. Oh, I'm folding my sleeves. But, oh, man, this has been good. Where can everybody find you, Hannah, on social media? You're, like, big on Instagram, huh? Yeah, I'm bi- I'm biggest on Instagram, but, like, I post on everything. I don't really get on Twitter a lot, though. But, anyway, the Twitter. Everhart. Twitter. I never really got into Twitter. <laughs> Sweet. That's Sweet. what it sounds like when it sends you a message. It goes, <laughs> <laughs> a little whistle. <laughs> it just whistles like that. <laughs> um, so, Hannah J. Everhart on Instagram, uh, iTunes, Spotify. We're all going to be looking for your original music. Yes. Even, I mean, what have you written so far? Are you writing lyrics? and Yep, writing lyrics and just recording the melodies. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And then find somebody who can take those melodies and put them into. Yep, that's what uh, Cameron, my guitar player, we he helps me and stuff. What about you say? Guitar. 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 But you say guitar. Guitar. <laughs> I say that sometimes. I just say, I say, most time I say guitar. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're shutting down. We, Y'all see guitar. Like, we're gu- uh, guitar. Guitar. <laughs> guitar. Oh, man. I feel like we're both shutting down. Yeah, my it's, brain just, you know. When you're sleepy, especially. Yeah. I just burnt like three this times. has been good, though. That felt good. That'll help you. Pass that gas, girl. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> Pass that gas. Pass that gas, girl. For anybody who's never been exposed to, like, real Southern women, this is what it looks like. You, I, you just don't care. No. I mean, like... I and can, it's bad because, I mean, a lot of times I'm like, mm, that's why guys don't be hanging around <laughs> me and, like, the girls who are real proper. Because, like, I'll just straight up be like, Hey man, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I shouldn't have ate that or something. And they'll just look at me like, like, oh crap, sorry, my bad. I say crap a lot too. That's all right. And that offends some people worse than saying. Well, I say shit a lot. Yeah, than saying that. But I don't know why. I guess because you crap, so crap. <laughs> I, anybody that takes offense to it, that's a personal thing mm-hmm. on them. They're just too proper. Too proper. I'm too sorry. proper. Too proper for me, love. <laughs> Her English accent came out. Uh-oh. That's <laughs> a tea. It's about that hour. <laughs> How good does tea, uh, tea before bed sounds good? You want some? Some chamomile. I have a little. Mm. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold up.